Uh, hello, and welcome to the the Basement Tapes. This is a podcast where we listen to mystery tapes from a, a biscuit tin in my um, dead granddad's basement. Uh, welcome to the, the final episode of the Basement Tapes Series 2. Uh, obviously last week, as you all heard, uh, Joel and Gabby got a hold of the pod. Uh, not cool, guys. You shouldn't come into people's houses um, without asking. Uh, would have been nice to to see you, but um, it was just about the the tapes, not about me. You said hello to the cat, and um, not to me. It was just about the tapes, which, which I get, I get is totally hypocritical. But um, if trying to do this alone has taught me anything, it's that um, stories are useless unless you share them with other people, even if it's just five people who tune in to listen. Um, or just the two people you make them with. Um, recording on your own, um, making something on your own, um, is only ever going to be for you. It's the, the height of egocentricity. Um, but more than that, it's no fun to create on your own, to drink wine on your own, and edit on your own, and stay up until two in the morning recording audio in a basement on your own. On your own, it's probably a list of mental health problems um but with someone else that's just called friendship friendship is just collective mental illness um but in a in a fabulous way um so this is going to be the the last episode of series two um because it's time for me to get out of the basement because i'm i'm giving up i'm giving up on being on my own i'm not giving up the tapes but there will be more episodes in the future i promise and i know i'm sort of rambling on but gabby and joel if you're listening, um, stay where you are, because I'm coming round right after this tape. Um, it is a weird little tape, this one. I think the damp has sort of gotten to it down here. It's kind of um, waterlogged, for want of a better word, but um, I don't remember seeing it before. And it's by one of my favourite bands, who don't traditionally release their albums on cassette. That's a bit niche even for um, Radiohead. Fun fact about this song, um, Radiohead attempted to record this song three times but couldn't decide on an arrangement so would only play it live um and yet for some reason here it is on a cassette in graham's basement i've stopped asking so here is um true love waits i hope it does The headlights of the submersible are infrared, because the fish can't see them. Red light has the longest wavelength of all visible light, which also means it has the least energy and cannot penetrate miles beneath the surface of the ocean. The creatures, down here, suffocated by the immense pressure of their world, have never bothered to evolve compound eyes that can see red light. This means you can hold them, hovering as though dangling on strings, in the headlights of the submersible. Dumbo jellyfish and flapjack octopi, and odd little shrimp-like sidekick Disney TM characters, brilliantly lit, unaware they're on a stage at all, like dust motes in the sunbeams of strangers. We are looking for Atlantis.
The submersible is the latest and best, capable of reaching depths of 360,000 feet. There is no reason for it to carry people. They would be cheaper to manufacture and could dive for longer if they weren't designed to be massive soap bubbles, taking their twin cargoes of fragile humans and air from the world above, down into the depths. But we make them that way, for the adventure. For the same reason we sent men to the moon and we lost all interest the moment we started sending machines instead. It's not fun to watch unless there's a chance we could get hurt. We're looking for Atlantis. The technology is called SADMAN. That stands for Sonar Assisted Distancing Machine and Automatic Networking. It's an interconnected web of microphones clipped to the underside of 20 research vessels. By working in sync, SADMAN lets us build digital maps of the parts of the Mariana Trench once thought too deep in her moated grange to ever be understood. We pored for hours over the blurry grey and white monitors, adjusting the contrast, squinting into the digital dark. The problem with the floor of the ocean is it's not flat. It's home to skyscrapers of rock that could be thermal vents where life on Earth first began, or the steeples of ancient churches, suffocated beneath a feasting congregation of bright red worms. Sad man asked us to explore the absolute blackness that sits beneath the layers of toxic brine to try and make sense of the shapes clawing themselves out of the sediment. We went looking for Atlantis. The glass viewing shield is ten inches thick, which is nothing against 326 million crushing cubic miles of water, ten inches of mirror-silver glass and hubris between us, and the place we came from where we can no longer live. The sub creaks like a haunted house, pipes hiss, settle... Our world is constricted to twin red beams, raking over shapes in the rock. My partner turns off the lights for a second to run a diagnostic, and we're in space for that time. Or dead, I suppose. Any empty blackness is the same as another. I can see him beside me, his face dimly lit by the display from the panels. He's frowning. We went looking for Atlantis. The diagnostic shows we're losing air, but not from where. It must be a vent, because if we'd ruptured a delivery pipe, the whole submersible would crush in on itself and reduce to the size of a football. The slow leak gives us time, but still probably not enough, unless we use a quicker ascension route. I'd slam the lights back into life, and my partner... Powers up the sad man display. He's showing us a route, a faster way up, that involves threading the needle between four immense stacks of teetering rock held together only by the continuous force of the currents. There's a culmination of thermal vents in their epicentre, which will boost us to the surface. It's difficult to navigate using the sonar maps. The edges of rocks are unclear even on the screen, and in the water... The edges of the rocks are like razors, the red lights invisible to their subjects claw their way across the surface of the first of the four mountains of black rocks hurtling up out of the sea floor far below us even still. The surface is alive, craggy with sulphur belching vents and swarming with pink shrimp-like flies round a corpse. We have to ascend, right between all four pillars, and as my partner leads us up into position, he says... I'll kill the lights in a minute. They're not going to be any use with the rock on all sides. We'll use Sadman. I'm going to run one last diagnostic. Okay. 
will reach position in about 30 seconds. When we hit the thermal vents, it's going to be fast. We should... It takes us both by surprise. Suddenly we're flying, forced up between four deadly stalactites five times the size of the Empire State Building. The scarlet light strode madly against the nearest rock, blurring into an epileptic afterimage on the surface of our eyes. My partner fumbles for the switch and extinguishes them. And then it's just us, in empty nothing. The fluorescent needle, the altometer rising, racing the decreasing fuel gauge. My partner has both hands on the twin joysticks. And I'm shouting instructions to him from the sad man readout. Left to touch, right, right, now, right! Like joystick shuddering, we touch against one of the pillars. And there are underwater sparks. A sound like a toddler being curb stomped that rings in our teeth. I touch us to the left. Too far, even a touch is too far. And for a second, we're upside down. Harnesses biting greedily into our shoulders. Then we're right side up again. Oxygen plunging so much faster now. I've hit my head on something and my partner is shouting, but I can't hear anything. They reach over and pulls the right joystick. There's blood coming from his head. The deepest humans travel fastest. There's 200 meters left and nothing nourishing left in the air. Alarms are squawking. The interior of the submersible bathed in the red emergency light that fish can't see. I'm reaching over for the central console, desperately trying to manipulate both controls. A sad man blurs horribly and for the second the map screen goes completely black black as the water that wants us dead then the readout blazes white hot and we see we see in frightening detail broad boulevards of flagged stone cafes and shops with stone tables on the streets neatly manicured lawns of bulbous kelp parks and fields Glass awnings Libraries and police stations and phone boxes Roundabouts and cottages and office blocks and museums Waterlogged hospitals and flooded churches Gelaterias Bike racks and cycle paths Graveyards and nurseries Atlantis And down one empty street with pink coral hedges A house with an open door swinging in the breeze of the currents And in the hall Two people Indistinct grey shapes, sitting on barnacle-encrusted stairs. Heads tipped back, faces obscured by sound. Bubbles flowing freely from their mouths. Hair floating like seaweed in the waves. Unmistakably laughing. Sitting on the stairs, and laughing. Atlantis. Sad man splits down the centre and explodes. The capsule punches out the water, into sunlight that dazzles in every conceivable spectrum. And we see them all. Atlantis. Hello, hello, James. It's me again. I don't know if you heard me the first time or if you just weren't ready to listen. Your friends figured it out, and looks like you might have figured out what's um, important too. And you've gone to see them, and that was lovely. And I just want to make sure you don't come drifting back. I left you this house so you could spend time with them in your own space. I, I was sort of hoping you'd ask them to move in, like, but didn't quite pan out that way. So I'm just making sure you don't... Uh, Drift back. Um, for your own good, really. 
Not really sure how this will affect our version of the house. Uh, quantum entanglement has always been a sort of um, two-atom, uh, grey... Dark matter, is that what you're on about, Brian? Grey matter, dark matter. But we'll model, we'll so, model. Are we do- is this jerry can just for decoration? Are we doing this or what? We're doing this. Have you put the cat out? I thought it'd be all right. Uh, we'll- is he not one of ours? Ours is a complicated question. James, James, don't listen to your granddad. Look after the cat. I know he's a bit of a right. rat bag, but he's good. Like your granddad. We'll muddle through, James, and the, the point is that you muddle through too. Um, we love you very much. Uh, Have you got the firelighters, love? Uh, uh, yes, yes. Can I leave them upstairs? Or... Hang on, it's so bloody dark down here. I don't know how he oh, sees right, it. Hang, hang on, I've got. Oh, I've got a lighter here. Oh, 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 oh shit! Oh, oh. Okay, uh, we've got. We got to go. Uh, hello. Jesus Christ, we love, I'm a cracker. We love you, James. Value friendship. Uh, get the cat. Oh, just oh, lots of love, darling. Always love well. others. Sleep well. I don't want you to go to dream.